Mishka Shabali is catching up with friends who are arguably more talented than him. Rich. Hey, man. You big, beautiful hunk of man. I feel like you and I are both moving into our badger years. Fuck yeah. It's the best years. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. You've the, got you've got you've got the right kind of outlook to the world. You know you just you're just a bit more chilled than you were when you were younger, but you still got it you still got it going on. You know? You're interesting looking now. You you look amazing. I have to say that. <laughs> the, it's been a couple of years since I've seen you. The I feel yeah, if we um if, we were, if I was walking down the street and you were like, come down the alley here, there's something I need to show you, I would be like, fuck it. All right, let's do this. You know, like, I'll just, I'll take the chance. The- That's a huge compliment, man. Thank you. <laughs> Same with you. It's one of those, like, we, like we've said this before, we only met once. We met in Reading, in rainy Reading years yep. ago. And I just clicked, I just clicked with you. I just felt something. And I just, you were just always, just somewhere in my mind, somewhere, just like rattling around somewhere. You know, always one nice of, to see you again. One of the things for me, the the first time I saw you perform was that I saw your onstage persona feather perfectly into who you were offstage is yeah, right. that in your in your comedy, you're very uh, you're sharp, you're authentic. Um, it's engaging. You're not just broadcasting to the audience. You know, it's about it's not about me. It's about us. Yeah, and man. the and and also, I mean, man, there's so much hierarchy shit when it comes to comedy and live performing of, uh, oh, what are your credits? Oh, you have representation or not? Where are you in the lineup? All that stuff. And uh, um, when we were talking and hang out, all that shit just immediately fell away. And we were just a couple yeah. of dudes talking about the shit that we love. Yeah, man. And that's what I love. This, like you say, the bullshit in the industries that we that we, that we find ourselves in. I just want to do what I do. I want to just rock up. I want to make people laugh. And the, the and I love doing what I do. It just, it's just all the bullshit and the egos that you have to deal with. They're the things that get me down. The actual doing the thing yeah. is, is fucking great. And then I get to meet people like you. And then when I meet people like you, it reminds me of why I do this. Ah, yeah, because I would never have met someone who is out in Arizona, probably, <laughs> if I didn't do comedy. Do you know what I mean? I just, the, it, it's a spectacular thing. It's a double-edged sword, though, because uh, comedy and touring and making a living as a performer, you know, there's that great Oscar Wilde quote of, you know, we're, we're actors, we're the opposite of people. You know, it yeah. is, it's so, it's taxing on you in every respect. It's physically taxing, mentally taxing, emotionally taxing. The uh, We don't make any fucking money. And ev- then every time you try to walk away, you're like... Oh, but when's the next time I'm going to see Rich if I if I don't do this? Or uh, remember that time I was hanging out with Glenn Wool and we laughed so hard, like I thought I shit my yeah. pants, you know? The, and I and and I know so many people like that, and you know so many people like that, where yeah, it's like yeah. the it's I mean it's kind of like an abusive relationship, you know, where every once in a while you just have this like perfect evening. But the the thing about comedy is that comedy itself is perfect when it's working. When you're when you're standing on stage and you're you're spilling your fancy little ideas into the microphone and it's reaching people and they're plugged in, there's nothing better. Nothing it's, better. When you hit just, that flow state, man. Yeah. It's just everything you know. around it, this cocoon of horseshit <laughs> and poise. <laughs> yeah, and it ruins it. And it's the and the, 
the the like there is that thing about the the tortured artist you see like people like bukowski and they're they're pictured in it like you imagine them just sat in this dirty apartment somewhere with just a table and a candle and he's you know he's coming out with all these wonderful words but we almost romanticize that you know those those kind of those kind of lives but when you're living that life you're living out of your car when you're sleeping in your car between gigs and you're not only are you in your car, you still have to make money to be able to have the car in the first place. Keep it on the road, keep it going. It's yep. the it's that. So when you think back, when you look at that in the romantic side of Bukowski and other other huge writers like that, the reality is fucking hard. It's hard, and and. Yeah, there is a romanticism to it, but also it's fucking hard when you're like, I've got this amount of money that's going to have to, that's going to have to get me fuel for the for the vehicle to get me to my next gig. It's going to have to get me fed. I also have to keep a bit back for bills when I'm at, for when I'm back home. Yeah, you know, that's what that's that's the reality, and it ruins it sometimes. <laughs> you just got to remind, keep reminding yourself why you do it. When I was. Um... This the whole hashtag van life thing drives me nuts because when I was twenty five or twenty six, I was living out of a little Toyota minivan, and I would um, wake up really hungover every morning and you know, like take the curtains down and drive out of whatever Walmart or Hardee's parking lot I parked in, drive a couple of hours, and then stop and take a nap. And I would like crawl up into my bunk in the back, and then when I when I would wake up, the um, the roof of the van was like four to six inches from my nose. So I would just wake up and see the like this like baby blue, you know, fabric. And I started thinking, like, am I waking up in my coffin? And, and then I was like, no, because that would be vastly preferable. If I woke up in my coffin, I wouldn't have fucking four more hours to drive to go and make eleven dollars. You know, the yeah, it's uh, it's what I love. What I love, though, is because when growing up, we. Everything we knew about America was through the movies. And we might have talked about, you and I might have talked about this before. But it, so to us, there's, there's, again, going back to that romanticism, there is, a, there is a thing, there's an element of seeing you guys. When you talk about, when you guys talk about being road comics or musicians on the road, you, it's a real, it's, you're on the road. You're away from your home for days. You're out trekking across the America doing for days. Day, it takes you days to get to a gig. Where as in the UK, it makes me laugh when people refer to themselves as road comics. Where you're like, if you know what, if you pushed yourself, you could drive from one end to the other in a day. I've done that. And, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I've absolutely done that. Yeah, and it's different. There's no real. You're not. You're not pitching up in a motel somewhere. Yeah, not in the middle of. You know, I don't know. I always refer to. Is it Bakersfield? That's always a. That's always one for me. Oh God. Yeah. You know, you're not in a town like that in the middle, and you're like anything could happen to you in the next eight hours. It isn't that. It's different. But I still love. I'd. I'd. I'd love to be doing it in your country. Open invite whenever you want to come that, over man. here. I, the, I I have a um I bought an old uh, one of those old aluminum airstream uh, you call them so. caravans over there which is parked in my backyard now and my uh, that filthy old bag of bones I call my mom <laughs> is in the process of uh, refurbishing <laughs> it the, the 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 style of interior decoration we have chosen is uh, psychedelic granny 
So the that'll be done soon, and you are you know seriously welcome anytime. We do house shows here. I have I have a coffee table that I dragged out of the alley. That's yes. our stage, and uh, it's really dude. It's it's fucking awesome. Like the shows yeah. here are just the. I I feel like putting the shows on here are. Uh, my life's greatest work more than writing songs or writing books or something like just really? sort of creating this space where um, we all hang out together. Everybody parties together, you know, um, you know random people will come here because they oh their favorite comic is, you know, coming through town and they've been following them on Twitter for seven years or whatever. And um, the and we all just hang, you know. <sighs> There's... I love that shit, man. That's what I love, and that's what it should be. There are moments, there are moments when you gig with the right people, and it goes from being. It's not just you're not just working. It's an event. It's a it's a thing, and you're all in it together. And there's moments where you're kind of mucking around with each other whilst the other ones on stage. You're heckling each other, and you're commenting. Like you're kind of calling back to things they said, and it's back and forth and. And those moments only come along once in a while. So to, so to hear that that is what you do is, oh man, that would be, that's the dream. That is the dream. It's, um, it's sort of like you're, you're cooking or something. You're trying to get your like, or you're like whisking the eggs or uh, whipped cream or something like that. Like that moment where it starts, where it starts to come together, where it starts yeah. to congeal and you can, you can sort of see it happening. You see people like loosening up. They've, you know, smoked weed or they've had enough drinks or they're going to start, you know, relaxing and the and then you know by the end of the night it's just like all of us hugging each other and yeah. like the i i had this great picture i had christine levine and kyle pogue here and the uh, christine was on the couch and we have this great picture of like pogue and i tucking her in you know and uh, she and i were, were on the road together for a while and uh and it's those things like those road relationships you it's it's like a brother or a sister it's like uh um it's like a, a parent because there were nights when she looked after me and nights I looked after her, you know, that definitely like esprit de corps, you know, where mm. you feel like you've gone through a battle together. Oh, Just yeah. a, you know, a level of closeness that's unmatched. Yeah. I, yeah. There's been a couple, I remember doing a gig it, we were in Wales and we traveled up. It took us, it took us like three or four hours to get there. We got there early. I was with another guy called uh, Paul Perry, brilliant comic, Scottish comic. Where, we got there uh, early. where in Wales? Uh, this would have been, it's a place called Blackwood, which is just up from Cardiff. So okay. Cardiff being the main, so you're looking at, so it's down, it's down in it's South, South Wales. I, I did, I used to do a gig in Milford Haven, which I think is. Ah, uh, that's like, West, yeah, way out. Way the fuck out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the other thing as well. People, again, I've just said you could drive from one end to the other in a day, but you're not, it, that's without any traffic. That's without any stops. That's, oh yeah. It's still an effort. It's still, you still have to, and Milford Haven's way, way out. It's one of those. I remember doing a gig out that way and I forgot my wallet and I had to drive back on half a tank of gas. Just, oh God, like not going over. Like I'd, I'd, I'd worked out how, what the speed I'd have to go yeah, to yeah. get, to get back to London. <laughs> but I remember, so we got, to, we got there early and we went into this pub and we were having a, we were having a drink. And uh, I just happened to glance behind the bar and behind the bar where like bar snacks should be like peanuts and, and, and uh, things like that. Pregnancy test kits up on the thing. And I'm like, I've got to talk. You have to, you got to ask the question. And I'm like, dude, why, why have you got that? What's going on there? And he said, he said, oh, well, you know, 
keep getting caught with kids. And I just went, what? Yeah, yeah, he goes, oh, I keep getting caught with kids. And, uh, and, and so, and it happens to a lot of guys around here. They keep getting caught with kids. And so I've got the pregnancy test kit. And I'm looking at Paul Perry, the other guy, and we're going, what the fuck? Is this some kind of pedophile ring that we've wandered into? And yeah. he went, oh, no, no. He goes, the women, he goes, the women come down from the valleys and they're already pregnant. But you have sex with them and then they say it's yours. And that was happening a lot, apparently, in the town. And we were like, dude, you've got to change how you talk. <laughs> this, is, this is a phenomenal story, dude. This is the... <laughs> you go, mate, you can't, you, the way you worded that. And I did say to you, I said, I thought you said you were a pedophile. <laughs> he said, oh, no, 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 no. Just, a, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. one of the things that I love about, uh, about England, about Ireland, about Canada, is that when you go far enough out into the sticks, it's like you're going back in time. Yeah, man. And, you know, and there will be the place where the guy comes in from milking the cow or, you know, whatever, the um, <laughs> riding a horse to the bar. The poacher <laughs> comes in and he's got pheasants under his coat. <laughs> he just chucks them on the bar. They're, yeah, they're set on my tab. <laughs> just... the, uh, the next time I'm back in the UK, I will get us a gig in Milford Haven with yes. pheasants on our rider. <laughs> I I do want to say this though. I um gigs there are fucking tough too because I mm. I did like a whole run where I was just on the train for the entire thing and I was traveling with my guitar and two cases and it ended up being like 80 to 100 pounds of gear. And so I would have to sort of, and the fucking, you know, and I bought, uh, I was like staying in Elephant and Castle and bought like suitcases from the African vendors and the fucking wheels were falling off, you know, and I had all my, all my coins in one bag and then I was dragging the bag long enough it wore a hole in the bottom and then I was just leaving a trail of coins. (laughs) Like just (laughs) comically, you know, I need the like stovepipe hat, you know, just... A bindle like an old fashioned hobo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like proper that's a proper British thing. Just just this this weary traveller just dropping his coins everywhere. Just amazing, man. I um I never introduced you. Let me give you a sorry, yeah, we've podcast intro. We just dropped right into straight it. Straight in. The um Rich Wilson is a comedian and podcaster in the UK. We met once randomly at a gig. And instantly became best friends forever. Absolutely. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Rich on the podcast today is because I feel like his podcast, Insane in the Men Brain, in the Men Brain has th- really threaded the needle, I think, with um, men's mental health. And it is, so, uh, it is a, a, like a self-stated men's podcast, but it's mm. not a chauvinist podcast or no. a... A misogynist podcast it's about it's about male vulnerability and i um man i just want to say thank you for doing that and um and also i'm i'm a huge fucking fan i think it's uh i think it's so smart it's so funny it's uh it's incredibly tender and i think um i, th- I think it's so necessary right now and and honestly, the you know, if there's a canon of source materials for for me starting this podcast, uh, insane in the membrane is definitely part of the canon because you know that was one of the things of listening to some of the conversations that you had with people 
Um, I was like, that's that's. I'm, I want to steal Rich's shit. Right. <laughs> that's a real. That's a huge compliment, man. Because I'm such a huge fan of you and Thanks. seeing the things that you do and have done. And looking at your Instagram, when like you mentioned, like you've got the you've got the the trailer that you've just bought, and I see the cars that you've just bought, and the 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 Ford Galaxy, and the thing, I'm like, the boy's living my, he's living my life. I want it's it's how I would want to live. I, I just love it. And so for you to say that to me is such a huge compliment, man. And I really appreciate that. And it's, I think what we've done with the podcast is just taken the conversations that us guys have in bars and in the pub and we've just we've just recorded it that it's it's mm-hmm. this is how a lot of men a lot of men will talk to each other we we have to be doing something else we can't be just sat like right let's talk about our feelings yeah we have to be having a having a drink or we have to be fixing something or we have to be maybe watching watching a sports game or we're watching a band or we're doing something else and that's basically what that's just what it is it's two guys in a bar having a conversation and that's just where it came from well i mean that's the other thing is that the i mean that was one of my reasons for starting the podcast too is because with uh with covid and lockdown and then my own uh just fucking going down the well and not being able to get back out the i've isolated so much and when's the last time you and i spoke voice to voice dude would have been the last time we podcasted the last time we podcasted would have been that and that would have been three years ago right. before them before the world caught fire and we just we sat by a canal yeah and uh in london and we just chatted and we were it's funny actually because we listened back to some of it today and there's that bit where the we were talking about self-harming yeah. and the guy was a guy near us was kind of triggered by what we were saying and was going through a similar thing and then he kind of wandered in and kind of went, hey, look guys you just just upsetting me a little bit and then we kind of broke it off and chatted to him for a while yeah and then we came back to it but yeah that was the last time that we chatted that that was uh that was a great moment for me because the this is one of the things i've been criticized for before um you know people say that um that I, I'm I, I'm hard on the homeless, you know, and that I have you know this sort of like gruff exterior when it comes to you know exchanges like that, and and part of it it comes from living out of my fucking van, you know, mm-hmm. where I was literally one rung above those guys, so I was um, I constantly had to be keeping an eye on them to make sure they weren't breaking into my van and stealing my yeah. shit, you know, yeah, the where you know when you're at that street level, you're in competition. And I've, I've carried so much of that with me. And in that exchange with that dude, I, I, w- I was ready to throw hands, you know, mm. and, and that's not cool. And you weren't. And you were ready to come to him and say, let's talk about this. Even, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. even if we have to stop the, po- the podcast or pause the podcast or it interrupts our flow or whatever. Like, this guy's a human being just like we are, you know, the he's got issues like we do. Let's fucking talk about it. And, yeah. uh, you schooled me righteously there. And thank <laughs> you for that. I haven't forgotten about that. Oh man. But it's just thing is, you know, I've, there is a, there is, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people that, that will come up to you and they'll say, Oh, can I, have you got any money? Can I have some change? Can I have some change. And there was a guy last night, actually, I was on the way to a gig and I just, he came up and I just looked at him and his, his sneakers were, I know for a fact that his sneakers are 150 pounds. 
And I was like, fuck off, man. You sell your trainers then. You know, like, I could just tell that his whole, and the, the outfit matched. Everything about him was just, yeah, I get it, man. All right, you probably want to hit or do want to do something, but I'm not going to give, I can't give you, I can't, didn't have any money on me anyway, but I'm always, weigh, I'm always weighing it up. I'm either going, I'm going, ah, oh, you don't seem, you seem more like you want to just get drunk or something, which is fine. But yeah. I can't afford to fund that myself. I can't afford to get drunk myself. But I can't afford that. You've got your trainers are more expensive than my first car. You know, it's that. <laughs> but then you get other guys that come up. You're like, oh yeah, there was a guy recently, and just he was in a he was in a trash can, and he's going through, and and you're like, oh yeah, you yeah, this guy needs something because you if you're doing if you're on that level, you know, yeah. you're gonna need you do need some help, man. If you're at that point, but I'm always everyone's got a story, so I'm never. I never, whenever when anyone comes up, I'm never like, right, I'm going to write what we're doing. Are you attacking me? What we're doing? Because I've never, I've been lucky enough to never be on that level. So I don't really, it, do you know what I mean? I've never, whereas you have, you've been to a point where your defenses are up. What you have around you is all you have around you. And yeah. you're, this is your, this is your safe space. And you're like, right, at any moment, someone's going to come in and they're going to try and either, they're going to take something away. They're going to attack me and take what I have. So of course your defenses are up and that's still that comes from that life that's why you're still on that that kind of like ready to ready to fucking go man i'm gonna yeah what you what you doing what you doing because i've not had that life so it's different for me so yeah to to, to see that and to i you know it's funny i do worry some i still worry that i'll end up out and homeless and have nothing it's a oh, thing. me too yeah. me too the i I'm doing better now than like I ever have in my life. Mm. And I think more about money now than I ever have. Um, and it sucks. It's like the, the Hobbit thing where you get the, the, you know, the gold poisoning or whatever, where the, once you, you start getting a little bit, then you start, you know, worrying about, Oh, you know, what if somebody takes it from me? Mm. Um, it sucks. It's bullshit. I try not to I try to think about it as little as possible. You know, I mean, when I was publishing through Amazon, People were like, oh, you need to be tracking your specs. You need to be promoting more, seeing where this, you know, goes and this goes. And so I tried to do it. And then I was like, nah, the, <laughs> the reason, the reason these stories are selling is because I'm the kind of guy who doesn't fucking track his, you know, yeah, the yeah, spreadsheets yeah, yeah. and projections and all the algorithms <laughs> and shit. No, here's a picture of my cat. Please buy the thing, yeah. you know, like, and then I'm going to go and <laughs> you were talking about the the cars and the camper and all the bullshit. The, the reason I wanted to get rolling early today is because a buddy of mine and I are driving down to Tucson to look at a 1970 Ford Falcon that's sitting in this kid's yard. Listen to to what you've just said. Now to you, that's just an everyday thing. I'm going to go, I'm driving to Tucson. It's a place. It's just, it's there. (laughs) And I'm going to go and look at an old car. Yeah, it's a cool car, but we're going to go and have a look at it. Over here, where I am at now, I'm like, I'm talking to someone like I'm in a movie. Like, we're going to go to, we're driving to Tucson, and we're going to look at an old Ford <laughs> Falcon. And I'm like, this is, if you, this was, I'd watch this film. This is, this is what I, I love this well, shit, man. It gets worse. It gets worse. We're, the, <laughs> the truck that we're taking to tow this car back is my 19, the baby blue 1960 yes. F-250. But when I, I was changing, that. when I was changing the brake booster the other day, I like disconnected something. So it won't start with the key anymore. So in order to, to start it, you have to pop the hood and then uh, bridge the terminals with a, like a rusty pair of old uh, channel locks <laughs> and the sparks fly and then it'll start and it yes. runs fine, but there's no gauges anymore. 
so you, you have no idea how hot it is or where the you know gas level and but the brakes now that i changed the brake booster i was like going to check the brakes yesterday just about put myself through the fucking windshield <laughs> <laughs> the brakes were great you know everything else everything else is fucked you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that truck will stop <laughs> you need to when you take this road trip you need to put your video cameras on and record this because the uh, fact you don't have any dials there's nothing else the brakes are the only thing luckily that's going on you got this is like cheech and chong this is nuts, i mean man. well basically this podcast is uh goodbye cruel world you know this <laughs> is uh, oh yeah it was the last thing he recorded before he died in a fiery wreck we we were stunned at how quickly that truck stopped but they kept going <laughs> <laughs> i remember there's a film talking about the darwin awards where people have done things in life yeah yeah and it's so fucking funny. There's one because there's one particular story about a guy that strapped a jet engine from a plane to his car, and uh, and the bit in the film that really made me laugh forever. The guy, they, so they come to investigate how how the guy came to die, and uh, and so they they're testing it, and they go, well, the, and there's like a skid mark where the guy just burnt out for like a mile and a half or something like that, and it's like two mile burnout with this this engine. And then he goes, well, you see where the where the uh, where the skid marks finish, and there's these little pieces of metal, these fragments of metal. He goes, yeah, that's where he left the ground, and then like just went into the mountains and just evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be you when you hit the brakes. You're just going to evaporate through that windshield. <laughs> Cause of death, evaporation. Uh, that could happen in the desert, dude. It's get, it's already getting so fucking hot here. The it's. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. The, I, I have comics reaching out to me about like, oh, let's do a show in June. I'm like, no, we, no. We're, we're closed. The season is over. <laughs> the, come back in October. The, Where um, are you? Are you Bisbee around that way? No. Uh, I'm in Phoenix, so I'm like uh, three or three and a half hours north of Bisbee. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do have to take a, a trip down there soon and, uh, and visit all, all my, my people down there. The Have you been over here? Have you toured over here? No, not really. I've been... Um, I did. A, I went on holiday, <laughs> on a, a vacation. Sorry, and uh, we did three days. It was like three days in San Francisco, three days in LA, and then three days in um, in uh, Vegas, which is no time at all. You don't get a chance to kind of look around. Just kind of in, in and out. Um, I've gigged in New York. I've gigged in uh, upstate New York. So I've gigged in Poughkeepsie, um, and I've gigged in uh, Stanford. So I've, I've done bits, but no, I'd love. I'd love to just go out and spend time just go and have a look because it just is to me it's 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 the dream you know it's i mean i don't imagine you would say things like, oh yeah i can't wait to come over and gig in telford <laughs> it's just are you kidding the, <laughs> I, I i fucking love it over there the that's i mean that's one of the things i think is that when when i'm when i have a shit gig in um amarillo i'm like God, another shit gig in fucking Amarillo or Tel Tulsa or whatever. The you know, I don't want to shit on Amarillo. I've had some great gigs there. Yeah, but when I having a shit gig in Milford Haven, I'm like, I am in Milford Haven. That's a real pheasant. You know, it's it's just a, it's a question of what's exotic to you or whatever you know they, they have crisps here <laughs> this is like yeah. a, an, uh, the national delicacy you know and it, the um every time i'm over in the uk i almost die by getting hit by a car every time from looking the wrong oh, yeah. way and then you know crossing the street the i enjoy your delicious wine gums the oh, um, yeah 
you know, things like prawn crisps that you can't get over here, the Ribena, the, so all these, you know, sort of, um, English junk food for me is like heaven. Yeah. You know, the, I always have to bring the black licorice, all sorts back for my mom. Oh, yeah. They are good though, man. Yeah. I remember being, I remember you're talking, I remember, I remember the first time when I was in, when I was in Poughkeepsie and I'm in my hotel room and I had the, I had the TV on and every, it was like, your ads, they're every, it's you're just getting into a show and then bang, there's another advert for some kind of cheese in a different form and then bang. And and then you're like, you get to the show again and then ah, 15 seconds, another advert for cheese, but now it's in a can and you're like, Cheese, it's always cheese. It's, it was always cheese. And then I went out to get something to eat. And I went to a place called Friendly's. And, um, and I walked in. And then, the, and then the, the waitress went, oh, would you like the appetizer menu while you decide what you're going to have? And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. So I look. And then it was just like burgers and fries. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, what's the main menu then? And she went, oh, yeah, burgers and fries. But just bigger <laughs> and more. And I ended up having, I had, a, I had two, I didn't have a bun. I had two grilled cheese sandwiches with a, Patty, patty in the middle, burger in the middle, and that was, and it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. So that's, so yeah, the junk foods over, over here is great, but yours is next level, next level, man. The thank you, I'll, I, I'll, I will grudgingly accept that. that I think <laughs> I feel like Americans have like you know, uh, like melt, you know, melted or the multiple forms of cheese delivery <laughs> perfected, you know, and, and yeah, junk yeah. food is the. I will say this about UK TV. I remember being over there on tour and I met up with uh, with a woman who I I'd met her like a couple of times before and she seemed nice and we were sort of attracted to each other. But I, I didn't know what was going to happen or, you know, the, I think we like went back to my hotel like before the gig to drop stuff off or something. And I was in resource were like in my hotel room and I was like, is are we? Are we going to do a thing now? Are we going to have an awkward conversation or like, you know, I'm open to anything. And so we just turned on the TV and it was that game show where they start with the people naked and it's like a dating show. So Uh, she turns on the TV and the first thing that's on there is just a shaved cooter. (laughs) <laughs> just right and a woman talking in sort of like the headmistress stereotypical yeah. headmistress like british accent of like oh would you like to ask this vagina anything <laughs> what's the name of that fucking show it's called naked attraction naked attraction there and they have you stood it's they stood behind screens <laughs> and they lift it up like a garage door so you get like halfway up and then you can see all the you could see the yeah you can see your bits and pieces and so and then they judge they go, oh, is that? And they have these huge discussions about: is that a nice vagina? Is that a nice? Is that a nice set of balls? And you just, and this is, this is, yeah. And she, and then, and the, the 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 woman that's hosting it, like she's very open. She's like, yeah. She goes, oh yeah, I like vaginas. I like dick. And you know, I've had both, and I've done this, and I've done that. Yeah, it's a crazy show. I know the guy. I know um, Andy. That is the the, the brains behind it. And uh, yeah, it's a great show. I wouldn't go on it though. Oh God, the Fuck yeah, no. That. I mean, I my uh, my junk just looks like uh, like the last Wolverine movie where he's all like just spider veins and scar tissue. <laughs> like, just, just <laughs> seen some shit, man. The, I like no. mine. Looks, yeah, mine look like a vaporized Wookie. It's just <laughs> down there. <laughs> Yeah, you see these bits of metal right here? That's where that's where he left the road. 
dick and balls straight into the mountain. <laughs> that's all that's left, man. Just the pelt. <laughs> the, um, so, yeah. But yeah, so what happened in the room? I, I, looked at it, the, yeah. I looked at the shaved pussy on the screen and she looked at it and we looked at each other and then that was about, we fucking got it on right there. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> that was all that, you needed. Which is good because I'm glad we didn't linger on that show because you'll see some like, some guy who who like works the ca- the fucking cash register in a department store, which listen, all jobs have dignity, but absolutely the, um, but also he's looking at this woman's body and he was he's like, uh, you know, oh, the, her labia are kind of weird, you know, I don't like it when the inner labia come out of the outer mm. labia, and I I'm like, buddy, you will never have any labia doing anything for you ever again if you don't <laughs> y- hashtag yes yeah. all labia like fucking, the, the yeah. worst it ever is is really good right? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yes yeah. man just get in there you know like yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah exactly man i tell you what it's funny there was um did remind me because yeah so there was one and the guy went i i don't like her feet her feet are not good and uh, and I was like and I was like yeah I'd have an issue with that I like feet and it would be and it, I know this is so shallow and so shit and paints me in a terrible light but I remember watching Boomerang the Eddie Murphy movie and he's in bed and he kind of as she's asleep and he pulls the covers back so he can see her feet and she's got like these talons they're just <laughs> bent up and he just goes and you're like <laughs> and I'm like yeah I was t- I was telling him I'm, I'm in a new relationship and I was just talking to her about it and she said so what you're saying is you're you know that would be a game changer if I had shit feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's terrible isn't it that's so bad so bad because my feet are horrible so who am I to say it's um I I actually have uh, voluptuous feet. I have very nice Excellent. feet. Um, because, um, as a runner, I'm always like taking care of my feet and oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I'm, because I'm a guy, I can always wear comfortable shoes and not have to fucking worry about, you know, doing six hours wearing a pair of heels or something mm, like that. Yeah. The, um, but it, it's funny because we, um, men are judgmental about women's bodies and we're at a point in our lives now where, where we realize that that's shitty. We got to exactly. knock it off. Yes. And, uh, virtually every woman I know has a type. They has they have a thing that they're into, whether it's uh, black dudes or skinny dudes or old dudes or dudes with weird veins, you know. Yeah. And the, um, and I I, I always tell them that um, it's bullshit to have a type. You know that what matters to me is what's you know inside, which is yeah. of crucial importance, which is you know irreparable emotional damage. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my kink. That's my porn category. I've got, I've got, a, I've got, listen, I've got a luggage rack just over there. Just bring your luggage through. I'll put it next to mine. We'll, we'll be fine. One of the wheels coming off the, the trail of change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll just lean over this side together. We'll just keep this vehicle going. It's going to be fine. I tell you what, it's funny. You, yes, yes, there are women do have a type, and and all of us, all human beings. You know, we've all got we, we we all on both on all sides. We all need to work on on ourselves. But I think with men, a lot of men, yeah, we, a lot of men will go, oh, I like this and I like that, and like you say, judgmental about a woman's body. But then a lot of men will they'll kind of act upon it. They're a bit more aggressive when it comes to that, and that's what we're we're that's what we're talking about. That's the conversation we're having. It's like, all right, yeah. fair enough. You like different bits and bobs, but your it's your behaviour. 
around that as well. That's the conversation we're needing to have. It's been, it seems it's worldwide. It seems. I you know? I feel like the so it, it in America they have this uh, big brothers big sisters program where you know um, a kid without a lot of sort of parental influence will be assigned an, an older brother or older sister and then they sort of go to yeah. ball games and you know you sort of mentor them and I feel like we need a program like that with um, aspiring woke bros uh, with a lesbian because yeah. I have a uh, my. Uh, lesbian best friend who's my hiking buddy we were hiking just about every weekend and she sort of when i first moved to phoenix she just adopted me Mm. and it has been so uh it's been so eye-opening it's you you don't see what you don't see until somebody points it out to you yeah and the (laughs) part of my prejudice at this point is that i assume that women are better than we are and right. I was like, you know, walking, you know, coming down from a hike with my friend and we were walking and there was like a Jeep with some, you know, blonde in, you know, tight shorts bent over rummaging for something. And I like looked at her amazing ass and immediately averted my eyes. Right. Because, oh, yeah. you know, the and my friend elbowed me in the ribs and she was like, bro, don't even fucking act like you didn't see that. <laughs> she was like, that was amazing. Are you kidding? She was doing that for us, you know? And it's like, what? we're, we're really, we're just all horrible. And, yeah. and we need to talk about it openly. Yeah. Of and course. the, um, and I don't know, I guess have those, create that space where you can talk about your shortcomings or questions you have, you know, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I want to, it's, I feel like I fail as a podcast host because I'm not asking fucking hardball questions. I'm just, I'm, it's the like Chris Farley school of interviewing where I like, I bring cool people on and I'm like, remember when you did that thing where you talked to the guy about suicide and he like, I, I don't remember if you lost your phone or he lost his phone and it prevented you from committing suicide. And I'm, that was really cool. You know, like yeah, that's yeah, my hardball yeah. question, you know, the, <laughs> but I, I think with, um, with a podcast, you really have, um, you've created a space that's, uh, that's obviously it's dudes talking about dude stuff. It's, it's, it's friendly to men. It's safe yeah. for men. And because of that, you bring in a, a lot of guys and, um, who can, uh, you create a space where where guys feel comfortable letting their guard down and talking about stuff that they wouldn't you know talk about otherwise. The um, and also I think people listening are listening because they're like, oh, this is my favorite comic. He has that joke about the dick buffet or whatever, and then they're going to hear that person tell a story about losing their mother and yeah, navigating grief. You know the um. <sighs> How has it been for you uh, shepherding those conversations? You know, I mean, the you're a friend yeah. of mine and you're a comic. So I assume that the inside of your head is fucking chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I've had a lot of comics on that have spoken about things like attempting suicide, talking about self-harming, talking about shit, things they've done when they were growing up and. And because they're comics, they do it in a funny way. And that's what makes the podcast a bit more of an easy listen. Because we have we have talked about some really, really 
really strong subjects, you know, and it's what I did learn from this was aftercare. This people have said to me that they feel comfortable. There's something about me that makes them comfortable enough to open up and tell me things that they might not have spoken about to somebody else, especially someone they don't really know. They just said there's something engaging about me, are warm, and they're able to do that. And so, badger, badger vibes. Yeah, you're kind of chilled. You because you come in there with when they're talking about stuff. You go, oh, fuck yeah, I've thought that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I nearly did that. Oh yeah, I went through that. Yeah. When you're using your own experiences as a way of kind of because oh, then because then they don't feel so exposed. They're like, oh yeah, we've both we've both done these things. So I feel I feel safe now to tell you my story. But what I've learned from it is aftercare. When someone's really opened up, really told you a thing that they've gone through, been where they've been, you know, there's been something horrible to them sexually when they were growing up, and and they've told you this story, <clears throat> and then afterwards, I remember I, I I saw someone made a joke. It was another comic made a joke, going, "Oh yeah, thanks for letting me open up on your podcast," and then just I just go about my day now, and it was a joke. It wasn't about me. He'd been on another podcast. But I just went, oh, yeah, oh, that was it. And he went, oh, yeah, and you paid me in a glass of water. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. I hadn't thought about that before. There is a, there is, a, you, you've invited oh. them into this space. You've got them to open up. And then you've gone, oh, thanks for coming. That's really, really appreciate that. Hopefully someone will get something from that. Bye. And then they're sort of left with their, just their innards, just hanging out like in, um, I don't know, like in platoon or something like that. Just there, they're just like, <laughs> ah, now what? And then you, know, you fucked off to go and talk to the next guy. And they're all, now they have to scoot their innards up and put them back in and put the lids back on the boxes of all the things they've just opened up to tell you about. And so now when it's, I remember, now I, I kind of message people afterwards. I go, listen, dude, thanks, man. I really appreciate that and the story you told. Are you all right? You cool? Are we cool? Is everything fine? And I, yeah, you kind of learning, learning how to talk about these things, but then remembering that these are people, these are human beings, and you have to kind of put the comedy to one side and go, Hey man, listen, I appreciate you reaching out and saying that stuff and I hope you're cool. And if I can help you with anything, if you want to chat further, then hopefully we, you know, if you want, I'm here and it's, yeah, that's, I've learned, I've learned how to communicate better. With people. It's, uh, it, you know, to follow with the platoon model, it's coming back and putting a cigarette in their mouth and lighting it for them, you know, yeah, instead yeah, yeah, of just yeah. moving on the, yeah. I feel that man, I, um, I, I'm doing a podcast next week, and it's uh, sort of like a very serious, you know, sobriety recovery podcast. Mm. So we're going to talk about, like, the dark shit, and I'm going to plug my new book. And it feels so weird that I'm going to sort of go on this podcast and try to, to speak openly but elliptically about an experience that I had that um, fucked me up. It's still mm. fucking me up that, you know, really sort of changed my life. Uh, it feels like it changed my brain permanently. And then at the end, I'm going to plug, here's my Venmo, here's my PayPal, you know, and, and that's the nature of our business is yeah. that we, um, we, we try to, to have genuine friendships, to have genuine relationships, to have genuine connection. And, and then also there's part of it that, that's, that always has to be transactional, you know? Yeah that um and i don't know i try to just be i try to just be a, I, I try to just drag it out you know drag the fucking thing screaming out from under the bed and yeah. into the sunlight and talk about it you know and then um 
because everybody's got fucking bills to pay and the shit that they got to do. And, um, and, uh, and also we're all head cases, you know, the, (laughs) when, when you were talking about self-care for, or the aftercare for, you know, the people you have on the podcast, I was like, well, who's doing it for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, I've, I'm lucky that I have producer Paul, um, and producer Paul's brilliant at this. He's really kind of, uh, he, he's such a great guy to talk to because he's very kind of, I, I take the piss and say he's like, you know, he's like a robot, but he's really good to teach. He just goes, no, no, it's fine, mate. It's fine. Well done. You've done, you've done a good job there. It's really cool. Well done. I've also got family. I've got my sons. I've got my, I've got a partner and, you know, and it's nice that I've got people around me that I can go, if I've had a heavy one and go, man, I got told this today and they're like, shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I've got people around. I'm very lucky to have that. It's very cool. But yeah, there, yeah, it's a, it's a, I tell you what's, what, going back to what you were saying about, you know, yeah, you're going to go on the podcast and you're going to tell your story and you're going to tell a story that it's going to be, it's a heavy, it's a heavy duty thing that like you say, has changed who you are. That's how heavy it is. But then you're going to, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to open up, go, look, I've got this. Can you pay for this? Can you pay for that? I've got a book coming out, blah, blah. But you're not, you're not using, you're not using the story to make money like you're not like banks at the minute they're brought they're going to, oh yeah we need to do more for mental health we're doing this thing to shine a light on mental health we're we're oh, i'm jeff bezos and i'm going to talk about mental health and you're like no 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 you're exploiting what you're doing is exploiting what you're doing is you're not doing that you're what you're doing is telling a story that will benefit others who have been through a similar thing and it's, and sadly there's going to be a lot of people that would have gone through a similar thing that you did and that's what you're doing. And then on top of that, but at the same time you're going, but yeah, but I still, you know, I'm still, a, I'm a performer. I'm this, I'm that. I just need a couple of dollars. I just need something. Just, I just need the book books and then I can just keep food on the table. I can keep this. I can keep bringing you the entertainment that, that you love me to do. So it's different. It's different, man. And I think people appreciate that. They can see the bullshit when it's these big corporations. My, a friend of mine works for Bank of America and they fucked him. They really fucked him. And he's and now and then the next breath you see this week. This week it's mental health awareness month, and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. You go, you piece of shit, absolute piece of shit. So and what it, you're doing is different. Is different, but it's yeah. but it's but it's but it's beautiful that you still question that. That and that's what sets you apart from the other pieces of shit. Is that you are you question it? If you didn't question it, then that would be that would be the difference. You know, I, you have a... you know, I guess I feel like a like a, a grifter or something when I you know when I ask for money the um, but I am selling a thing you know the and I was thinking about this you know the the BP logo right it's green mm. and yeah. the they did a test and people think they actually think that because BP has a green logo that it's not fucking crude oil pulled up yeah. the ground by fracking poisoning groundwater and yeah. it's not you know, like it's the same shit. It's just a fucking PR campaign. You exactly. Know? They took a You're... whole, there was a whole board meeting where they had everybody in, they had the shareholders involved and they just went, right, how can we make this socially acceptable where people will think, oh yeah, I'm going to buy that fuel because that, that fuel, oh, that's better for the environment. It's green. It's green. Well, I mean, what, you know, it's great, man. Of course. It's like all this shit about electric cars and, and stuff and, and i think it's in denmark or somewhere where they're like you or wherever it is it's somewhere like that it's illegal to advertise any kind of car as as a green good for the planet vehicle because wow. there's no such thing doesn't exist because yeah. even if you're doing it the, the fact that the car exists means that somewhere something happened to the planet 
for that to exist yeah on any level and that's yeah so that but that's what it, that's what i'm saying it's so it's so it's, it's evil it's evil the way that corporations try to make us think that they're doing good it's fucking evil man is is this a good time to point out that uh that my truck probably gets about six miles to the gallon and uh <laughs> yeah, J- but... J- jeff bezos wrote the <laughs> foreword for my book <laughs> I'm a really? fraud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm a huckster. The, hey, I'm, Jeff. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the other room. He's making. Yeah, coffee. yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know gonna, what? At the end of the have you day, murdered with a, yeah, will, a yeah. truckload of money. They're just going to drop it on you. The, yeah, that's fine. Listen, do it, Jeff. I'll fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, do you know what? Amazon, they're just the greatest thing. BP, man. Oh, yeah. Buy that stuff. It's really good for the planet um listen we're all we're all on a on all levels we're all trying to get by we're all blagging it we're all we're all trying to we, we want it's all we survive is it we're, we're animals fundamentally and we are just trying to survive yeah but some of us are doing it in a more harsh way than others you know but i think on our level we don't want to damage anybody we want to for whatever for anything we want to bring everyone together with what we do yeah but, i i mean you know. i do think that the you know, there's a difference between, you know, that you and I are maybe we're presenting a, a stake, you know, the which is, you know, it's good for you. And, and also uh, there's parts of it that aren't good for you. The But it's it's steak. It's meat as yeah. opposed to like a sausage where you look you look at the ingredients and you're like, there's no meat. There's, a, there's yeah. not even any food in here. There's just not even not meat. It's just not. There's nothing organic here. It's like it, yeah. When they say yeah. pork flavor, <laughs> yeah. It's just like spun plastics and uh, sand. You know, the, um, <laughs> wrapped in an old sock, and you're like, yeah. oh, all right, all right. The, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what I'm going to eat next. I'm, I'm fucking starving. They, they say there are two wolves inside of each person, and both of mine are super hungry. Oh, uh, shit, man. Well, let's get this done, and you can get out on the road. The um, No, and, uh, the, we still have so much shit to cover. The, yeah, one man. Of the, one of the things that I, I need to ask you for so that you don't bring it up on your own is um, how can people support you? How can um, – these last two years have been harder on people in the arts and performers and minority communities and the people who are getting fucked by capitalism anyway. The the big yeah. squeeze has, you know, um, just – drowned that sort of lower echelon out of existence entirely mm. but um how can people support you the what you're doing where where do they find you um you know where can they find the podcast obviously do you have a patreon it's all up well, the podcast is on every podcast platform so it's on acast and wherever you'll find it it's, it's worldwide it's on it's on all of the all of the platforms we've also got patreon which is patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast and you get exclusive uh you like that we put videos up of the recordings that we do for the patreons we also do uh you get uh you get the episode up earlier than everybody else so you can have it up front and it's and we just ask you know just just a, a, a few a few pounds just to just to keep us going we're not greedy it, it does help us keep doing the podcast because i you know we've got a studio here that we have to keep going and travel travel to and from the podcast and getting people on and, and 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 everything we make goes back into the podcast so we're not making we're not we're not flying into town on you know helicopters and things like that you know that's so patreon.com 
forward slash membrane podcast. That's where that's that's where you could help. Producer Paul needs a new pair of trainers. Yeah, man, the guy, <laughs> he's just bought some, so he's fine. He's all fine. Right, right. He's fine for another ten years. The um, how old are you? I feel like you and I are about the same age. I've just turned fifty. Okay. The yeah. congratulations, happy birthday. Thanks. The man. um, one year closer to death. The <laughs> so I have. I, I, I've had these like two weird experiences where um, I was at the grocery store and there were two like attractive young women and they were sort of like looking at me and talking to each other. And I was like, oh, yeah, fucking old, old guys still got it. You know, and then I like closed the, the door to the refrigerator and saw my reflection. And I was in like, you know, like a the stained undershirt with like. <laughs> I'm sober, but I still have a beer belly and like that wearing like, you know, Crocs or flip flops or something like that. Like my hair just and I was like, what the what happened? What the (laughs) fuck, man? Like I I just I got they're not laughing at me like, oh, he's cute. They're laughing at me like, does he sleep under a bridge? You know, (laughs) and I've it's like I've I'm past the expiration date. I'm spoiled milk, you know, and then um, and then also. I had this experience where I've been working with a writing student, uh, mentoring her, and she's uh, she's young and attractive. She's in her late twenties, early thirties, and the, we were doing a thing where she would turn in a piece of writing, and then you know we talk about, and we would sort of have a Zoom call once a week, and you know talk about that. And in the course of you know writing is an expression of the self and how you engage with your life and what's happening to you. So we've talked about some personal stuff and whatnot, and the. And she just got into, uh, I helped her, you know, sort of get her, I wrote her a letter of recommendation and helped her with her materials for applying to graduate school. And she just got into Columbia, the best writing program in the world. And she got a big scholarship. And it it was, that came on a day when I was having like a a real shit day. Mm. And it made me realize that at no, at no part in um, in my communication with her, in, in my relationship with her, was there ever anything um, sleazy or manipulative or yeah. there's there was no innuendo, you know, in her work, you know, we're talking about um, sexually explicit situations. And one of the things that I said was your characters have no erotic life. And it's like seeing Elvis perform on TV from the waist up. Like we know yeah, there's right. something there that you're hiding. Like, um, uh, sexual desire and you know it, that's normal that's part of the human existence if you just cut off that part of the bandwidth it feels false you know so yeah. write about sex or or the yeah. absence of sex you know the and um and i and i realized in that moment that like i am i'm super hard on myself the but that in that relationship with that student um sort of getting working with her up to applying for graduate school that i'm finally tapping into different a different energy than I did when I was a young man yeah. where you know where I was like hey lady you want a tour of the van you know <laughs> and the um I, just, I don't so I, I guess I, I mean it's it's different for you because you, you have children and mm. the so I get you've had to embrace the daddy part of your life and the daddy part of who you are a long time ago yeah but I feel like at this point in my life, I'm starting to move into the, I don't know, the, like the pr- professor in the corduroy blazer with the elbow patches yeah, or um, do you do you feel that? Because I, I think that's yeah. one of the things that we're talking about, too, is the 
the power of an older guy um, to do good. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah, not yeah. be a fucking creep, to be yeah. to be a friend, to, to stop somebody and be like, hey, you know, hang on your your lights out and not be like, here's my number to just, yeah. just do a fucking good thing. You know? Yeah, man. This this is the thing that I've learned now. Where I was younger, and and it was pointed out to me with the I was I was in a relationship with somebody, but if there were other women in the room, I kind of like I wanted them all to kind of I want, I needed affirmation from everybody. Yep. I needed I need, and she'd say like she goes you always you you just, you just have to try and get every woman in the room to go oh yeah you're cool you're cool and I'm and I knew in my head I'm like how can I get this person to like me or tell me I'm great or tell me I'm this or that, and then suddenly when you get older you're like just be you if you're just you people are going to like you anyway there's and now you can kind of if you are you can be honest about how your your behaviors were in the past you can turn around and go oh yeah i was a bit of a dick like i was in a relationship with this person and then i didn't really i, I didn't know how to i wasn't feeling it but i met someone else and then i was kind of seeing both and it's not not like notches on the bedpost look at me i'm a fucking dude i've got two ladies that are interested in me i was in this with shit and i didn't know how to do it i didn't want to upset anybody i end up upsetting everybody because I was a dick, I was a coward, and I didn't face up to it. But now you're able to talk about that, and you go, look, this is what I should have done, and this is how I should have been. And I'm, you know, and now you can pass that knowledge on to people. You can kind of go, look, I've been a bit of a dick. And now, but, what, but from that, people are now looking at you going, they have a respect for you. They kind of, and you're not trying to get the attention of, the, of women or whoever, or men or whoever. You're, there, you're just being you. And you're being a classy dude and you're not trying to go, hey, come and look at the van. You're like, hey, listen, you good? You all right? Can I help you with anything? You're fine. And people find that attractive. That's, and so you suddenly realize, oh, shit, yeah, if I'd have just been myself, I could have cut out a lot of shit from long ago. So now, because you haven't got, because the demon has kind of subsided a little bit, you're, you're more at peace with who you are and you're a bit more cool, a bit more chilled out. And people find that attractive. That's why people find older dudes attractive because we're not we're not the monster going oh yeah i need to fucking touch this woman i need to touch this man i need i just how am i going to manipulate this so they just so i can so i can touch them and now you're kind of like hey man yeah yeah cool yeah 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 yeah. let's hang out let's have a beer yeah whatever and it's that's where you're at now you kind of the the beast is is chilled and you're and that's what's attractive and i i'm i feel better now than i've ever done in my entire life i just feel me when, is great. When I was place. when I was twenty two, I was so terrified of of getting this old, of being this yeah, age, of, of looking the way that you and I look, and the, um, and and also and um, and having my sex drive die off and and uh, ceasing to be seen as sexually viable by the outside yeah. world. And I'll tell you what, man, to have your the the sex drive like taper off. It feels like I've been dragged by a fucking team of horses for 30 <laughs> years. And finally the rope broke and yeah. I, I could like stand up and be like, Holy shit, yeah. man. That was a fucking, <laughs> that was a wild ride. Wow. You're wow. Dusting yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. I can't about, whoa. The, the, you want to get fuck up in there? Like, <laughs> that was <Yeah>. nuts. <laughs> And then you think about situations you've been in, maybe things you've said. I mean, I'm painting a terrible picture of myself. I haven't, I've never sexually assaulted anyone. It's not, it's not been that, but you kind of, you know, there's things that you say kind of manipulating the conversation around to sort of sex or 
you know what I mean? When you're a bit, you've had a few drinks and you're kind of like, oh, so anyway, so what, you know, the conversation of like, oh, what are you into sexually? You know, that sort of thing. And no, no, I just want to find out, man. I just want to find out. You know, that now you're in a place, you, yeah, like you say, you've gone, I'm so fucking glad that that guy's gone. He was exhausting and he didn't know when to leave. And now he's gone. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, taking a breather now. Whew. Yes, and the one of the things that I grew up with this perception my whole life that um, uh, the boys are gross and girls are nice and that boys mm. are sort of uh, have cooties and that, you know, that boys are perverts. And, you know, yeah. the I don't know if you've ever had the privilege of listening to a group of women talk about sex when they don't realize that you're listening. They're fucking disgusting. Oh, man. They Some of the biggest perverts I've ever met. Filthy. The... Um, <laughs> I uh, I was on tour once. I would think I was in Sacramento and um, met up with a woman. We went back to my hotel room. I couldn't figure out what was going on, like if there was anything happening. So I was just like, all right, we'll just chat. And then um, nothing happened. And then she was like, all right, well, you know, I guess I'm going to leave. And I was like, okay, you know, the and um, and and. I went to get food and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, you know, nice to meet you. You know, oh, it's kind of weird. We've been talking for, you know, chatting on months for on Instagram or chatting for months on Instagram. I kind of thought something was going to happen. And she was like, oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to, like, grab me and throw me down on the bed. And I was like, that will never (laughs) happen to like with a straight if it's. If it's somebody I know well, you're still going to sign a release form. You know, the, <laughs> the, it's like with Paul, I had to do the thing. You, you have permission to record, you know, They're like, yeah, no, th- that's never going to happen. Nah. The, but the, what you're describing, um, being a young man with an appetite for sex, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I'm going through the same thing myself of, of self-recrimination and being like, oh man, I was such a creep. I was such a sleaze. Yeah. I think, Two, though, there needs to be um, an element of acceptance that um, the part of that is being a man and part of that is being a young man. And part of that is just being young that yeah. I, I, I think, you know, every human being has done something where they were motivated by or driven by sex that then they wake up the next morning and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe, yeah. you know, the so I think it's a good. I think we're in a good, good place now with it to to say, I'm, I like getting a hug and going home to my bed to sleep with my cat. Yeah. You know the, yeah, man. Um, but also that we need to, I don't know, forgive ourselves a little bit for for behaviors that fall under the 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 umbrella of normal human shittiness. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's the that's the thing. And we had a moment where everybody was trying to find something on everybody, trying to go, oh, yeah, you did that thing. And you go, and then when you break it down, you go, no, that was just a clumsy date. That just didn't go to plan. That wasn't yeah. the se- that wasn't sexual assault on either side. That was, you know, because like, like you said, on all sides, human beings have done all manner of things. I was talking to a female comic at the weekend, and she said, she was telling me a story about she was in a town, she didn't have enough money for a hotel. So she's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just hook up with a guy. I'll just stay at his. And that'll just save me on a hotel. And I just went, are you kidding? She went, yeah, yeah. She says, lots of people do that. I'm like, I've yeah, but, done that. But you're like, yeah, but you're like, the difference is 
I don't know. Maybe it's just my ignorance. Maybe I don't know. And I just I was like, but you could have been murdered. And he said, like, yeah, but if you did it, you could have been murdered. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Like you could have been murdered, man. I there are there's more than one relationship that I've had where I'm stunned that it didn't end with me getting stabbed. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> there, yeah, same. Yeah, same. Multiple times, you know the. <laughs> um, and I'm proud to say that I've had more violence perpetrated against me than I've perpetrated against other people. Yeah, same. Yeah. The, it, you know, I did a, um, I spoke at a meeting of, uh, it was uh, the Satanic Temple, their sober group. Um, mm. And uh, and it was awesome. It was so cool. Their seven traditions are, are really cool. And, uh, you know, I really had a great time. But one of the things that was so great for me about it was, um a lesbian and a trans woman um, asked me re- some really hard questions about mm. my book and how I wrote about it or, and who I was then and who I am now. And they, um, you know, they were like, you, some of us really struggled to get through this book or to find anything meaningful in it because the, the stuff that you talk about doing and, the, and you know, what you describe um, is reprehensible. Mm. And, um, and, and, frankly we found you to be a little bit of an asshole and i was sort of like only a little bit you know yeah, the, well, yeah. I, I wrote all that i put all that in there like yeah. the i i made the decision to to show that to share that to reveal that so that hopefully you can perceive that i've made a little bit of progress um since then but um you know like those road gigs I I, th- I feel like some of the bad behavior of our youth is necessary because like I'm I'm really glad that I'm not driving six hours today to Pensacola. Um, yeah. And I'm also really glad that I'm not waking up to somebody I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, and the but I, I don't know, I guess I, I'm just trying to say a few words sort of in praise of experience and getting old and yeah. making mistakes that I think, I mean, one of the things that I see in you is that it's context that Mm. you are able to be as grateful as you are for where you are now from having, having lived some of the other shit and seen some of the other shit. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's on both sides. We're human beings and human beings make mistakes all the time. Our every, our every waking moment is a decision. We're always making decisions. Just, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go that way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to talk to that person. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do the wrong thing. And that's on all sides. That's all genders. That's everybody. Regardless of whether you're sex, whether you're gay, straight, trans, whatever, you're going to fuck up. And But yeah. we, what you need to do, the difference is you learn from that. And I think one of the biggest things to show that how much you've learned is to just go to look back and go, oh, yeah, fuck, that was a, oh, yeah, I really I have been an arsehole. I've been an arsehole in my time. I've also done some fucking amazing things. I've I've done some incredible things. I've also been a fucking asshole. And you have to acknowledge that and that's all part of growing as a human being is to acknowledge the shit side and the good side. And that's what we all need to be doing. But at the moment it seems everyone's going, "Ah, you were a piece of shit. You shouldn't have a career. You shouldn't do this." You know, well, you've been a piece of shit. Who are you to judge me? I know you fucked up as well. But you're part of the mob and you're going, ah, you're shit. You're, no, no, you're shit too. 
when no one's talking about the shit bits everyone wants to be seen as like oh no i've i've lived a holy life i've done this i've been nothing but pure and you go you're full of shit and you're worse <laughs> than i am right now for not acknowledging your shit bits that's what you know what one of the things that like with my writing workshop we have a very short period of time to cover the entire length and breadth of the, the human existence you know so that one of the things that i do you know in my first class is i stand up and i say everybody look around no really look around make eye contact with the other people around you everybody here has pissed their pants everybody here has shit their pants we yeah. all carry horrible secrets we've all done things we feel deeply ashamed about Fuck, right yeah it's uh, weakness is what binds us together as human beings. And it's, we can't deny its existence. We have to acknowledge it and let it be a source of connection instead of, oh, let's not talk about that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In order to grow and be better human beings and then a better example to the to the people that are trying to learn from us now, because you do look up to the, to the elders, don't you? down yeah. the centuries since since the beginning of humankind we look up to the elders because they've lived they've experienced more and so we are in a position now where we can help the younger people coming through going yeah listen i did that it's not a great thing but don't worry as long as you're looking at it and going oh fuck yeah that behavior was a bit shit you know when we've we've been we've taken drugs and we've drunk too much and we've out you know we've ended up running naked around the city and <laughs> banging your cock against the car and <laughs> yeah whatever you're doing dude. we've all done that that was but, very specific rich <laughs> yeah it was at one time in Portsmouth. <laughs> but it, it's <coughs> taking the things that we've that we've experienced and then working them all out sifting through it and just and just and then just put it in a place where we can then teach the younger people to go hey listen i did that this is how i got through that this is how i made sure i didn't do that again it's the yep. same with, with, like you spoke, there was an episode I listened to your podcast, I can't remember the guest, I can't remember, I'm really, truly sorry, but you were talking about sexual abuse as, mm -hmm. when you were kids, and you were talking about something that's, the, 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 he, I can't remember his name, fuck, I was only listening to it the other day, he was talking about something that happened to him. Oh, uh, Scott Comer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's great. Man, alive. But yeah. what, was, what was wonderful about it on both sides, both of you, we're talking about these things that have happened to you and how you've managed to kind of get, get your head around what's happened, kind of put it in a, in a position where you can go to turn around to other people, go, look, this happened to me. This is how I dealt with this. And that comes from, that just comes from opening up to you, looking at yourself, looking at your good bits and your bad bits. And now you're in a position to go, this has happened to me. I recognize this happened to you. This is how I dealt with it. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but we're elder, we're the elder statesmen now. We're the elder guys turning around going, I, I see your pain. I see where it's coming from. It's not going to last forever. This is what I did to get through that. We got like, you know, I think you know you're mean? actually, so, I think you're actually doing right now exactly what you're suggesting that people do, which is talk it out. Yes. Just yeah, talk yeah, yeah, exactly. it out. Just, yeah. I, I don't know where this is going. I don't know where this no. is going. I'm just going to keep talking. This thing happened and then this thing happened. And yeah. I need to share that. I, I need to share this story with this person and I don't know why, but let's, let's try and let's see. And yeah. through the process, I'll figure it out and hopefully you'll get something out of it as well. You know, exactly, exactly. And that's what I was listening to you guys chatting, talking about what had gone on. And I really got that. It was like, yeah, yeah, exactly that. You hit the nail on the head and it's exactly it. 
yeah, you don't know where it's going to go, but at least have the conversation. At least yeah. put it out on the table. Yeah, man. Oh, God. I get lost sometimes. I'm like, I know what I'm trying to say. But no, I don't I, have the tools to say I, it. I, I don't really it, know. You were, you were doing the thing that you were trying to put trying your to finger explain. on. The, um, <laughs> Rich, I love you so much, dude. I it's love you too, so man. It's so good to talk to you, to see your face again. The We should do this more often than once every yeah, three years. I'd love that, man. The, I'd um, really like this to be a recurring thing. Absolutely. The We should, we, you know, we should check in, you know, um, once every two and a half years or something. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, and seriously, too, the the campers open whenever you want to come visit. I, I'd love to see you over here. And uh, if I that, don't, man. I'll see you next summer. I'll be back. Yeah, beautiful, man. Let me know. If, if I don't get to you first, come and just come and let me know awesome. when you're here. Also, we're going to, we want to, can we put this out on our channel as well? Yeah, like fuck it. Let's simulcast. do it. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, and the, I'll just uh, bring you some, Yeah. Yes. Fucking great, man. No, it's perfect. I love you, dude. And listen, I, safe travels on thanks. your journey today. No promises. No promises. I want to see. I want you to video the whole thing. I want to see the brakes in motion. I want to see the car. I'm looking on Instagram now. I'm gonna, I want to see the car. I want to see it all. I want to see. It's an adventure for me. I love that shit. Hashtag evaporation. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. I've really enjoyed it. Love you, Rich. Take care. Love brother. you too, man. Take care. Right. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Bali is catching up with friends who are arguably more talented than him.